This is Color Speak, unveiling truth for light. Hi, I'm your host, Janet Huxley, author J.M. Huxley. Welcome to this podcast to unveil truth and uplift you. Here you will find truth talk for relevance, restoration, social influence, and dynamic purpose in all places and all seasons. Here we will unveil truth for color. Light is where you'll find truth. Truth is where you'll find color, and color is where you'll find God. He hasn't gone missing from the planet, and he's still giving us assurances of his devotion to us. He's still communicating with us, sending us signs, demonstrations of his love. He is still pursuing us, whether we realize it or not. So let's talk about it. Let's bring some of those examples into the light to encourage one another, because we are designed to do just that. So when I first began considering doing a podcast, I knew at some point my girls would be a part of it. I have six girls and we make a great team. Everyone is gifted with different talents that make us terrific when we work together. And Emily is one of my middle girls. She is my guest today, the third from the youngest, a talented artist and graphic designer. Her ability is in the genes, uh, not mine. Her architect and artist grandfather had a talent that skipped right on by me, but Emily got it, and she now works for a wonderful designer in Kansas City. And we were just laughing before I started recording. I told her, I said, now we're just going to talk about you. I'm going to ask you to tell me about yourself. And Emily's response was, Mom, I didn't know I had to do that. So are you still there, Emily? Yeah. Hi. <laughs> You didn't tell me that I had to introduce myself and have a, a short bio. <laughs> yeah, we'll just do it. Okay, off the bat. <laughs> um, yeah, I am a young 24-year-old single woman living in Kansas City. Um, I recently finished Bible college. I now work as a project manager at an interior design studio in Kansas City. And so that's my life right now. Um and yeah, I mean, that's just kind of a really short, quick, you know, where I'm at right now. So does that answer your question? Yes, that was awesome. Yeah. Thank you for mm -hmm. doing that for me. So like I said, I knew I was going to interview all of my girls and you and I have been sort of collaborating on this from the very mm -hmm. beginning, um, especially since you are my graphic designer and you've come up with amazing concepts for me, which I am delighted about. And your brother, Taylor, is the one who did the uh, sounder going into this, the music he created for us as he is a an amazing sound engineer. And so I'm just, I always feel like everything we do is a family affair. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you here because you are so representative. I don't think I've, I haven't, don't even think I've ever said this to no, you. No, you haven't. But I feel like <laughs> you are the hope for the future, for your generation. Um, you are what I see as so encouraging in your age group. And that is largely because of the way you look at things very pragmatically and practically, but also because of the faith you have. And so you then, therefore, were a natural choice for me to talk with as one of my very first. Actually, this is my very first podcast. Oh, gosh. I didn't know that. Um, yeah. I have a couple of other interviews lined up, but yeah. you are it, Emily. So 
goodness. You knew that that's what I was going to talk about yeah. because in this world, I feel like we are so challenged to, to see the good in it at times and to be aware of the presence of our God. And so it's just so encouraging. It's so important rather that we encourage each other to that end. So Mm -hmm. my first question for you is, how did you come to know Jesus as your savior? That's a very, very loaded question. (laughs) Um, And in the short amount of time that we have to talk about it, I mean, there, there's lots of, there wasn't ever like a moment that I had of like, a lot of people have testimonies of like, you know, I had, I had addiction or I had this or this. And then it was in a, you know, an instant, my life flipped upside down. I never really had that moment. Um, Mm -hmm. so there wasn't that for me, if that makes sense. Um, it was, I mean, obviously, you know, as my mom raised in a Christian home, went to church every Sunday, um, all of that. And so I, there was never a time in my life where I didn't believe, but there was obviously definitely a time in my life where I was just, I was young and I didn't have a solid faith life, if that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. I never went off the hinges. I never rebelled. Um, but still it was just like, I didn't really have a relationship, um, until I probably was like 18, I think. And then I started actively, um, walking in my faith rather than just simply believing because I think often and I was this way people you know you just believe kind of like a like a like a tick to just check off of like oh yeah I believe in Jesus I'm saved and then it wasn't until I was older that that shifted mm-hmm. yeah so it wasn't like you had this epiphany or this moment where your room was filled with light you know, yeah and, no yeah yeah I mean and it's but it's great I often, you know, I think you can feel like people who, who like me, who have just lived their whole life believing in Jesus. And then you, you have little moments of slowly getting there of like actively walking your faith. People think that that, that testimony isn't as big and powerful and like, oh my gosh, like, but it, I mean, I love my testimony. I wouldn't change a single thing about it. It's my story. And I know other people my age too have the same testimony and often it, it can feel like, oh, I don't have this big, incredible testimony of like this moment. Yeah. Like where you were saying, like the light came in, everything shifted, but, um, I still think it's, it's great. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, a lot of people feel like they're left out because they think, okay, well, what's wrong with me that I didn't have this earth shattering experience. Mm -hmm. And yet it's a slow process for so many. And I know for me, it was too. I mean, I can look back, we talked about this. I, Um, I can look back on my life and think, was there any one specific time that I was 100% convinced? Yes, in a sense that I had gotten so far away from him that I did sort of have an epiphany like that. But I'll tell you what, to have that epiphany, it was a really slow process for me because I was so thick headed. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just wasn't. I just wanted my own intellect, I guess, to reason and rule the day. And I was... Uh, so stubbornly opposed to just allowing the organic process to happen. Yeah. So that's encouraging for people. So from what you're telling me is it wasn't anything that happened 
like that was so concrete, but over, it was something that happened very slowly over time. Yeah, kind of. And over time as in like, you know, a few months to a year, it wasn't like it took me, it it didn't take me years, you know, to, to come to that conclusion or get, you know, I don't know if that makes sense, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I would say the time from like not actively walking in my faith, but still believing in Jesus to like full on like having daily conversations with him and really strengthening my faith and actually like stepping into a, okay, this is an actual relationship. And I know it, like I can understand now when people are like, do you have a relationship with Jesus? Often I was like, what do you mean? Of course. Yeah. But then in reality, I looked back and I was like, oh, I didn't, I just believed. And then, but mm-hmm. that time from, I believe that I'm not walking to, I believe and I'm walking closely and I'm, I can't be persuaded otherwise was a short amount of time. I would say it was like three to six months. It wasn't anything big, Mm -hmm. but yeah. So what is your biggest piece of evidence you have for the existence of Jesus Christ as God? Hmm. Yep. Another loaded question. Have you thought of that? Yeah, no, I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm young, I'm only 24. So the history that I have with the Lord is, I would say it's, it's 24 years, but, um, it still is like in the, since I was 18, that's when it really started to solidify, like I mentioned. Um, but the biggest thing is just, honestly, it's a few things. It's answered prayers. Um, it's prophecy that I've seen, um, like promises that the Lord has spoken over my life and other people's lives. And even just, in the grand scheme of the world that have come to pass that is evidence of his existence. And then it's also just historical evidence to scripture and having a physical book um, that, that lines up with history as well. Um, And a lot of those claims, which are very weighty and we don't even get into now, but that are very much there and very much evident. And I think a lot of people think that the Bible can't be backed historically, but it can very much. So Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, I have two words for that. Lee Strobel. Yeah. So, Emily, um, yeah, you know, you know my story, and I guess it's probably appropriate just to share a little bit of it here, too. I just was not raised in a place where we talked about faith, and I did go to a Christian school, and I was a little kid when my teacher encouraged me to invite him into my heart, and I remember thinking wow, I just don't want to go to that hell place, you know, full of hell, you know, fire and brimstone kind of um, thing. And I and I just thought, well, I just better protect myself. And I remember at the time thinking, oh, Jesus, if I ever if I ever flee from you, if I decide that I don't want you as my savior, please don't let that happen. Please don't let me go. I remember having that prayer and I Mm -hmm. was in kindergarten. And when I was in kindergarten, I gosh, I was four and five years old. So um, Mm -hmm. years and years later, I'm in college and I've taken a worldviews class and I think that I know all there is to know. You know, I I felt like, wow, Mm -hmm. this is terrific. There are so many different paths to God and we get to choose. And so I really fell off the rails. I did. And it took many years of of heading in all of the wrong directions, finding kernels that were not even close to being true, but deception being what it was, I ended up really far away from the knowledge that Jesus was God until I finally got to a place one day 
I'll never forget it. I had moved here from San Diego. We were here in Kansas City and you were just a baby. And I looked up to the sky and I said, okay, I'm done with all of this searching. I want to know who you are, God. Who are you? And with that, I just felt so different. Like I felt like I was going to have my answer. And before I knew it, I was in a Christian church and it just hit me like a ton of bricks. And that was when I realized, wow, Jesus really is who he says he is. He really is God. And how refreshing that was for me to have that release and that feeling. So, mm-hmm. so in, in some respects, I track with what you're saying. It took me an awful long time, but then down toward the very end, when I finally realized the truth of it and I was ready to accept it again, um, it was in a way earth shattering. Let me ask you, have you, and, and this looks different mm-hmm. for so many people, but have you ever experienced a miracle whether that is just a big, you know, earth cracking miracle, sky falling kind mm. of thing, or just something that you would equate more as a whisper. In the um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure I have experienced miracles. I cannot think of any off the top of my head right now, just because a lot of them haven't, like I haven't, I've heard of miracles. Let me say that I've heard of countless miracles. I fully believe in them, fully back them. It's the Lord. But personally for me, I haven't experienced anything like life shattering, like, oh my gosh, that was a miracle. I like, you know, but I've definitely had moments of, okay, Jesus, I need you to come through for me. And then there's been, there's been miracles there, but it's been in little things in life. I mean, as far as my life goes, I, I have been fortunate and blessed. And so there hasn't been something where I've, you know, I have great health, you know, I have a good family, you know, I mean, I still have had my hardships, obviously I'm human, but um, there's been lots of little miracles in my life. But then I think also you have to go into defining what is a miracle um, because a lot of those mm-hmm. miracles slash, like I would call them like times just God has come through for me. Um, so yeah, if that answers your question. <laughs> Yeah. And I think so. This is what I think is so important about talking with someone your age. And I do think that your chances for miracles grow exponentially as you continue in life. And I think that, yes, you're right. You can see you've undoubtedly experienced them, but they haven't been so large that you've even been aware of them, but you can be confident of them. And I think it's important that we talk about that because otherwise there are people that might be really discouraged thinking, well, gosh, I can't believe in God. I haven't seen my miracle or he must not love me or show me favor like he has Mm -hmm. others Uh, or what's wrong with me that I haven't had that miracle kind of thing. Um, I do think what is interesting is when I look back on my own life and there have been quite a number of them from incredible health miracles that I've seen, healing, etc. It really is in the smallest little details mm-hmm. sometimes that you find your miracles. And you know this story too. One of mine is I I am remarried and when I had gotten divorced and I had Uh, This was back in California and I was a single mom and I had a bunch of kids and I went ahead and took my my diamond into a jewelry store to hawk it. And it was uh, the jeweler tried to sell it for a little while. And finally, he came back to me and said, you know, I really feel like you should keep this. This is a great diamond. And I said, well, I honestly don't know what to do with it. He said, let's make it Mm -hmm. into a necklace. So we did. And I wore it 
and I had it insured and then I never took it off my neck. But then when we moved here to Kansas City, I thought, well, I'll get to it, but I didn't. And long story short, I'm driving home from the Olathe soccer fields and Olathe, Kansas has an incredible, um, they're incredibly devoted to soccer, right? So they're like acres and acres and acres and acres of soccer fields. And It's the end of the day, and uh, I get in the car, load everybody up, and I'm driving home, and I reach for the necklace, as I generally did absentmindedly to sort of fiddle with it, and Mm -hmm. it was gone. And I thought, you've got to be kidding me. You know, I felt at that point, um, I had really lost almost everything materially, uh, and that story for another day, but I was feeling pretty sorry for myself. So I gathered you kids up and rented a metal detector and headed back out to the fields with your grandmother, Nana, and had just searched and searched and searched. And by now the sun has gone down beyond the horizon and there's this pink glow that's sort of lending itself into darkness. And there looks to be zero hope for finding this thing on. It was like looking for a penny in the sea. Um, Yeah, that was so interesting. I finally just said, you know, Lord, uh, I just have to believe that if you wanted me to find this, I would find it. And I just have to let it go. It's, it doesn't matter. And the minute that I called all of you to head back to the car, Taylor, your oldest brother, kicked mm-hmm. a pop can and it came right down on the grass next to something shiny and he picked it up and it was the pendant. So I got the diamond back and I just remember there were so many things about that little miracle. Um, I knew immediately that God was communicating to me and that I needed to trust him. But it wasn't until later I, I truly understood the symbolism attached to that because the necklace, the chain was gone. It was just the pendant. We never did find the chain. And I kept thinking, my chains are gone. My chains are gone. And I have this treasure and my treasure is in Christ. And I mean, there were so many bits and pieces to that, not the least of which, uh, as you know, that I put that immediately into the safe deposit box and didn't take it out until your sister Kelsey got married. And it's now her wedding ring. So the Lord had plans. Mm -hmm. But I think of that as is one of my outstanding miracles and it may be not what most people would think, but it certainly, it certainly was significant to yeah. me. So, when you when you when thinking beyond miracles, such as they are, how do you look at the world in terms of what you know to exist beyond what is visible? Oh, goodness. Okay. I'm just, it's just such, that's a very intense question. It's a great question. It's just intense. I, I'm trying to think of how, how deep to go, how deep I can go before people think I'm crazy. Um, I don't think, I, I know I'm not crazy, but some people probably maybe think I'm crazy. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously scripture says, you know, that there's things unseen and, you know, to focus on on that and not the things that are seen and um there's obviously talk of angels and and heaven and all of that stuff so there is 100 percent. i fully believe you know the the element of the things unseen um and that this earth is is not what's going to last forever um and that 
you know, it, it can be hard to though as, as humans, um, because it's what we see, you know, it's what we can hold on to. It's what we can grasp. It's what we can, you know, physically touch. And so that idea of there's so much out there that I don't see and that I don't know in the, you know, the realms of like heaven and then just angels and demons and hell and all of that is a lot to comprehend. And it is very much outside of the human brain to fathom. So I think that's just personally based on each believer and what they're, how they commune with the Lord and what they're willing to let into their hearts because we have free will and we have the choice. And so as a believer, I fully believe you can approach the Lord and say, you know, like, and just be honest and, and ask for your eyes to be opened and, and ask for the Lord to give you just revelation on what those things are in, in bits and pieces. Um, but then if you're not asking for it, you're not wanting to see it and you're not even wanting to be made aware of it, you're really not going to, you know, think of those things or see those things just because it's, it's not what's right in front of you. So, you know, how can you think of something that you can't, your brain can't even fathom or comprehend without the Lord? Does that make sense? Is that, I don't know if that, I'm maybe not communicating yeah. that right. But I think what I, you're saying is it's what you make of it and what you decide you're willing to understand. Yeah. With, with the help of the Holy Spirit and the Lord, of course, because sure. outside of him, we can't, we can't do that. Um, but yeah, I, I fully hundred percent believe in life after death. I hundred percent believe in the, that there's so many things that we don't see. Um, and that there's just so many things that we can't comprehend. And I think as humans, we want to put a finger on it and we want to say, Oh, we want to define it. We want to define it fully, which is a beautiful aspect of the human characteristic of wanting to search things out, which is also biblical, but then it gets to the point where it's like, there's just some things you you're not going to know and you're just not going to understand even into eternity. There's going to be things that you're continually finding things like out about the Lord and continually things that you're going to be discovering, you know, on the other side and in eternity that it, you just have to be, for me, I've come to the, you know, the place of, I'm just going to have to be okay with just not knowing. And like, that is really hard for a lot of humans and you know myself included i've had seasons of like i just want to know i just want to know but i've come to the place of okay i fully believe these things and you know lord i i want to step into that partnership with you and understanding and focusing on these things and not building things up on you know on earth and on this side but i'm just not gonna know a lot of things so what i hear you're saying is you you enjoy looking beyond what you see here and anticipating, but you also concurrently understand that there is a mystery to it. And yeah, of course. There's a mystery that's never going to be solved or satisfied this side of eternity and even beyond. And yeah. so it's I, it's good to be aware, right? Mm-hmm. But I feel like what else were you going to say? Oh, on the other side, like when we're in heaven we're going to be satisfied, but we're going to continually be searching him out because I mean, why, why believe in a God that you can pinpoint and exactly know every single bit of him? Like that doesn't make sense to me. You know, there, where, where's the mystery? Like why believe in something that you can fully comprehend? Um, Because that's the point of God is to, is to put your hope and trust in something outside of yourself um, because humans are broken and flawed and, you know, you can't 
you can't put your hope in something like in earth right now where that's going to pass away and die and perish. But I think that we'd get pretty bored of God if he just gave us all of his answers and we knew every single thing about him. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing I love that there is a difference between secrecy and mystery. Mm -hmm. And I think we forget that sometimes. And I, I think certainly those who have chosen to maintain a secular viewpoint, um, I think they fall often into that trap. Oh, well, you know, it's a secret and we're not really supposed to know that or we can't know that therein um, lies my reason for dismissing it altogether. But I think we need to be very careful because our God is not a secret God. He's not about secrecy. He's never been about secrecy and secrecy is deception and that is of the enemy. And so anytime we see mm -hmm. anything associatively, uh, we can be alarmed and encouraged not to go there. But mystery is something that our God is about, because you're right. I mean, our little tiny brains can't possibly um, fathom the complexity of such a God who could create the universe and everything in it and beyond and still know every single thought that we have and is intimately involved in every one of our lives down to knowing the number of hairs on our heads. It's just crazy to think. Mm -hmm. um, and so, of course, there is so much mystery. Um, so as you know, and I, I look at your life and I think that you are always optimistic and you are always encouraging and you are always faith filled. And so what would be your advice to someone who really struggles and says, you know, um, you know, I just really, if I can't see it, I'm not going to believe it. Or unless mm -hmm. I have the science to back it up, um, which is another incredible topic because everything about science confirms mm -hmm. the, our God and the, and the truth of the Bible. Um, but what would you say to somebody who's really shied away from it and doesn't feel like God is really a big part of, or a big part of her life, or maybe just has no desire to, mm -hmm. how, how do you maintain your joy in anticipation for what he is doing in your life? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the first thing that I would say is just that, you know, we, we have free will and the kindness of the Lord is that he doesn't violate that. But when you, you know, when you go to him and and you want the answers, I guess you could say, or you, you want evidence, he'll show up. Like he's, mm. he's not cold and distant. If you give him permission into your heart and into your life, he's going to show up. And it's, it's not going to be on your timeline, I will say. And it's not going to be, okay, Jesus, I want this right here and right now and prove yourself to me. Um, but he is, he does show up and he is kind and it, it may look different than what you anticipated. Um, but that's, that's a great thing because often in my life, I've all the things that I thought I wanted or all the prayers that I thought I want answered that didn't get answered. And I questioned and I wondered why, you know, time, time comes around and I, and then I go back and I'm like, okay, thank you, Jesus, that you didn't answer that prayer, <laughs> you know, and because ultimately he knows what's best. And so I, I would just say, like, start a conversation with him um, because you, you really can 
talk to him like a friend. I mean, that's the gift of the Holy Spirit is that he you can commune with him daily and talk to him and he speaks to you and um, he blesses you in areas of your life that you can tell like, Oh, he's, he's speaking to me here. If you would just only tune your, your eyes and your ears to like see and hear those things. Um, And, you know, just start that partnership with him because that's, that's really what it is. It's, It's a partnership. It's not him, you know, being a mean evil god and telling you what to do and all it's it's really just a partnership um but he's he's also a kind and loving father um and he does discipline his children <laughs> the same way that your father would discipline you if you were but that's a whole other topic for a different time <laughs> that's the nature and character of god which we're not going to get into but um you know above all i mean he just he's kind and he wants to commune with you and he wants to talk to you and, and he wants to know, you know, about your day and and things like, even though he knows it, he knows it all. I mean, he just, he wants to hear it and he wants you to talk to him. And so just start with that. And obviously reading scripture, read scripture. If you don't have a Bible, get a Bible (laughs) Um, of hundred percent, you know, put your, your hope and your trust and your faith in what scripture says, but then also just talk to him and pray little prayers throughout the day. And they don't have to be big prayers. They don't have to be like, I'm going to go pray in my room for three hours. It can be prayers throughout your day. Um, so, yeah. Tell me about the scripture part. Expand on that a little. You mean reading scripture? Yeah. What's that like? You know, what if you somebody wants to know how to know God and, and thinks, okay, well, I could read my scripture. I know I'm supposed to. What is it about that? What is it about reading scripture? Hmm, yeah, scripture, I mean, it's it's interesting because scripture in itself, there's so much within it. Like within, like, so just an example. So like the, the shortest phrase in the Bible, Jesus wept in John. It talked about, mm-hmm. it's just literally Jesus wept. But within that, there's so much context and so much backstory of that you can discover within it. So like, yeah, Jesus wept, but like you read into it of, Oh, like he like wept. He didn't just cry. Like he like sobbed. He was so sad over the fact that his friends were in pain. He was feeling the pain and the human emotions that we experience. And then you can read that verse and go, okay, Jesus, you, understand my pain even though he saw that Lazarus was going to rise again even though he knew what was going to happen and he knew the miracle that was going to take place he still sat in that moment in that time with his friends and he felt the pain that they felt and and he experienced and dignified every single human emotion within that verse and so I think that that's what I mean with reading scripture of reading it and and asking the Holy Spirit for you know, insight and wisdom on it and, you know, just starting anywhere. It doesn't really matter. I mean, start at the beginning and start at the end, you know, just like start reading the Bible. It doesn't have to be this big, fancy, elaborate, you know, like moment. I don't know if that makes sense. It doesn't have to just, just start somewhere, I guess, is what I'm saying by just reading scripture. Just, just start, Yeah, you know, pick any place and just, and just do it. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's and, what I, I just, I knew that's what you were going to say. I just, yeah. you know, it, it's, if you're not familiar with it, okay, so I grew up at a yeah. Christian school, and I always knew, you know, if I was asked, what one item would you take with you if you were stranded on a desert island? And they say island, the Bible. Island, right, yeah. Well, the, say the Bible. The Bible. Yeah. Right, but for years, I didn't feel that. I mean, I yeah, just didn't. I thought, yeah. okay, anything but that, right? I mean, if we're being honest, but... What I have found is that it really is the gift that he purports it to be, that he says it is, because Mm -hmm. there's something that happens, and magical is not the right word, absolutely, but there's something supernatural that happens when you are reading scripture. Yeah. And, you know, we could spend the next hour talking about that, but I'm glad that you brought that out. Yeah. Uh, You can also, you know, just like read something and then, you know, search it out, like, biblical context is really important as well. Like you can, mm-hmm. you can Google things and find trusted sources. Um, and understanding biblical context too, is really, really important. Sure. Um, that's massively important. Uh, but I mean, yeah, I mean, you're right. And there's just so much if, like I, I've said before, if you can just read the Bible and understand every single thing about it, what would be the point? Why, why would people study this for their whole lives? Like, I mean, if, if you're a non-believer and you're looking at people and you're like, why would you study this book for your whole life? Like, shouldn't you know it by now? But it's it's far beyond we can comprehend. And it's intricately, like, woven in different places. It's just, like, so complex. And you really can't just read it once and understand it to its fullness. There's so much behind it, so much symbolism, so much meaning. And But then on, on the other hand, you can read a simple passage and just be touched by it for that day and understand it and let the Lord speak to you through it. So it is true what people say when it's a living, breathing thing Mm -hmm. and it's so complex and it's a reason why people keep studying it is because we don't know, but yet there's, there's beauty in that. And I think a lot of times as humans, we don't sit in the, in the unknown and we don't find beauty in it. We just want to know all the answers, but like that's, like in the unknown and just sitting and just hearing the Lord and just hearing what he's saying to you like that is where you find beauty. And that is like, I don't don't know if that's making sense. Maybe my words are, I haven't had enough coffee today. (laughs) No, it's good. It's like, it's another one of those components or aspects of it. It's kind of like a poem, you know, you can read it and just read it to enjoy it. There's continual meaning without even having to interpret it or to try to second guess or guess what the, what the author had intended, but rather just to sit back and enjoy it for what it is and the way that it sounds. Yeah. That even at its simplest is scripture. Um, it's the poetry that was written for us. I mean, obviously it's, there's prose and poetry, but I mean that metaphorically. Um, mm-hmm. And there's something that happened supernaturally to unlock um, the gate, so to speak, or the, to, up, to lift the veil. And all of a sudden you're, uh, you know, when you're reading scripture out loud, for example, there's something that happens. There's a shift in the atmosphere that happens that brings you so much closer to the Lord. I believe it brings heaven's gates down to you, heaven down mm-hmm. to you. Forget yeah. the gates. But, well, I mean, um, that's great. Yeah. I mean, and also, I mean, I can, I can testify that, you know, when I, my first semester, at Bible college, I was in a class and one of the homework assignments every single week was to um, 
meditate on a single like passage. And I think it was John 17 um, or something, or maybe it was a Bible verse. It was just like one verse and you're supposed to meditate on it like for two hours and like once a week, the whole duration of the class. So I think, it, I think it was a passage. I think it was John 17. And I was sitting there at first and I was like, oh my gosh, how am I going to like, like, what do you mean? I'm just going to reread the same Bible verse over and over and over again in the prayer room. Like what? <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Um, that's going to be boring, but I can testify within that, that you can read the same passage over and over and over again. And the Lord can use it to like, bring you revelation and speak to you about multiple different things within that just one passage. And so during the duration of that semester, just meditating on that one passage over and over and over again for two hours every week, like it's crazy how much like your eyes open and Mm -hmm. you learn different things and you are. So it's not just like a, oh, I read a verse and that's all I can gain from it. Okay, great, move on. It's like, no, there's actually, you can go back over and over and over and over again and learn new things about the characteristics and nature of God mm-hmm. and and what he thinks about you and what he thinks about his people. I'm actually looking a verse up here I wanted to share while you're talking about that. Um, I, so... Yeah, I mean, this morning, so I've always been amazed at when I go to the Lord and I open up the Bible and I and I ask the Lord to direct my path, you know, give me a verse this morning so I'll open it up and it'll randomly fall open to something. And this morning's was in Job and it was Job 34 and Job 34, 3 says, for the ear tests words as the tongue tastes food. Let us discern for ourselves what is right. Let us learn together what is good. Um, this is Elihu speaking. I'm not even saying, not sure mm-hmm. that I said that right. And Job has a response. Um, but I just, I thought, you know, that really is, I could just meditate on that alone. Um, discerning together what is good. Because when we come together, which is sort of part of what the objective of this podcast is, is to come together so that we can reason and we can affirm and support one another to relevancy, right? So that we, we remember what our calling is and our calling is to know truth and to speak truth. And when we do that, we release all kinds of goodness Mm -hmm. because, um, because we're working within the, what the Lord has to say. But as we, as you were talking, I was thinking about another something that happened to me years ago. I don't know if you're going to want me to share this or not, but I'm going to share it. Um, oh gosh. What is it pertaining to? <laughs> is it I about me? Could... Yeah. Well, oh, no, no, it was so, it was so hilarious. I I think we should just, what? Just no, I don't, and I'm, I don't I'm know like, what it I'm is. It makes me nervous. You no, know, it's it was. about me and you're going to share it. And I have no idea. <laughs> so this is God. Oh my goodness. This is so oh, God. No. He's so hilarious. So, you had gone over to a friend's house. I don't know. And that is. do you know where I'm going with this? No, I don't. And this is freaking okay. me out. I don't know you where you had going gone over this. to Bonnie and Solvi's house. Okay. And you had come home and you had learned that. Do I even use? I should probably shouldn't have used their names. Um, no. <laughs> I usually <laughs> cut it out. Just say I went to a friend's house. You went to a friend's house. Okay. Okay. 
So you went to a friend's house and you came home mm-hmm. and you learned that they had had an outbreak of head lice in their house. Oh my gosh, no. And you were so freaked out and you didn't have it. Remember, we no, sat on the porch. No, I did. I did have it. Do you? Do you? I guess you okay, did. Okay, yeah, but that still know. means I had it. And, and, and I was in college, okay? <laughs> I wasn't, this wasn't like I was eight years old, okay? I was a college student, okay? So I still had to go to school, and it, their mom ended up working for a daycare, and that's how she got it. So then we all got it. But I was like a full-grown <laughs> Adult. I'm trying to find the verse that I. And I had it. I had it. And that's this is so embarrassing that people know that I had it now. Okay, and it so, wasn't even like I was I a mean, child. Okay, listen. I just want to. There's a reason for that. I can't find the verse. I know. But it listen, was the listen. worst okay, time so, of my life. The worst okay, time of so my life. So here's the funny thing about it. It's not funny. It's funny, haha, now. But, but at the time, it's we were all funny. really, really upset. Like, we were so upset. We were so mad. And and so, so and your sisters and so me, mad. we all have long hair. So we went out to the porch. It was a fall morning. We sat on the porch and literally, yeah, we Don't literally come through each other's hair just sitting on the porch. We yeah. It, okay. But yeah, here's the to, funny thing. Yeah. It's, yeah. The details it of it are fun. so gross to me. But hey, you know what? I like, I'm all about That was like my living nightmare. So. That's my personal hell. No, that's no, that's next level yeah. authenticity. That's my personal hell. Like, so now everybody <laughs> knows, like, the depths of my soul, and that my personal oh, hell on honey, earth. Baby, is well, listen. Let life. me just tell you what it is. Um, so we, oh, I'm fine. we, you, I'm fine. you had the okay. idea that we were going to go ahead and put olive oil on our heads because it would, ex- yeah, it really does. Yeah, because no, it works. No, if anybody listening, no, it does. It works because the new. Like techno, like the new like over the counter things you get for life aren't working because now there's a new breed of super light, which is really fun. And so I researched that if you use olive oil on your head, over the like just the whatever stuff you get in the store, it actually like suffocates the lights. Like it fully suffocates them. Not just because the problem is is we did the first treatment of like the normal stuff and it didn't work because it wasn't fully killing it. So, yeah, use olive oil because right. it actually does work. Anyway, continue. The That's my rant. That associate. Okay, so here's the thing. So we did that, and um, and we cried a lot. We cried. We sat out in the sun on the porch, poured oil on our heads. And at one point... It was exhausting. Yeah, and then at one point if I If anybody's thought, had it, it's exhausting. Especially being in college and having to go to class with olive yeah, oil that on was... your head to suffocate the light. <laughs> as you're sitting in design class giving presentations... That was the point I so wanted to make horrifying. was I remember thinking, um, anyway, hey, I've got some red wine in the wine cabinet. I think I'm going to open a bottle that afternoon. That late was late, and I went mm-hmm. to the Lord and I said, I need a verse. I mean, I just need a verse. Um, am I okay to just is? Do you approve of what I'm doing here? Can I just go ahead and open this bottle of wine? You know, kind of. This is the kind of conversation I was having with him. And he led me to. You this... asked the Lord before you could I open a did. bottle. I did. I didn't. Oh, I just no. Do it. I just. I, just I don't always do it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be honest with you. But at that <laughs> point, you know, I think it was early enough in the evening. I, I don't remember what the specifics were, but I seriously mm-hmm. asked him. 
I think it was like the afternoon we were we were doing this. So that makes sense. It probably was like two o'clock. Yeah, yeah, maybe that was it. So I open my Bible and it immediately opens. And I thought it was in Song of Solomon or Ecclesiastes. Maybe I'll find it. But it was crazy. It said, um, basically, pour oil on your head and drink your wine for the Lord yeah. approves of what you do. And it was oh, both gosh. those things together. Yeah. Like in response to my prayer. And that's when I remember thinking, you know what, you have taken our relationship to a completely new level. Not one that I don't, I mean, I don't know that I could share it, but this is between you and me. And and there are some things that happen between you and the Lord when you get so close, mm-hmm. like they are just between you and he, and here I am sharing oh, this. Oh yeah. But it just was so crazy at the time that it was exactly spot on, um, a perfect response to what I had just appealed. And, and of course it brought in the whole well it's funny hilarious which is why the lord has a sense of humor i just think we laugh because he laughed first so um getting back to what you said about um you know coming to know him and what what to do to feel closer and all of that and and reading scripture um talking to your christian friends um whether it's you know praying all of that i would say your experience in a way mirrors mine. And so I want to encourage everyone who's out there to just do what Emily did, do what I did. And that is ask God who he is. Just ask him who he is. He won't let you down. As Emily said, he's, he's amazing that way. He never asks us to believe blindly. He backs it up all of the time. And so therefore you can be assured that if you go to him and you ask for revelation and you ask for him to be known or to experience his presence, that's exactly what's going to happen. Am I right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just even finding people too. Like there's, there's so many people out there. If you're like, I want to, I want to go in and like, you know, figure out who God is and, but you feel overwhelmed with starting yourself. There's so, there's so many people I'm sure that you could find mutual friends of or, or um, a trusted pastor or congregation or something where you can help kind of get those, some of the questions that you have answered, or if you're like feeling lost, um, there's just, there's so much at your fingertips that, you know, it, it's easy to feel overwhelmed, but it, there's just so many resources that you have with just so many things today that you can do. But I think you're right. Just start with prayer. Ask God who he is. Yeah. And the Bible. Yeah. You'll find mm-hmm. him. Well, Emily, anything else you'd like to say to encourage people? Hmm. I feel like there's, I feel like we, in a, in a good way, we skimmed the surface mm, because there's absolutely. so, there's so many things that I could say, um, in just my own personal story outside of the like small snippet that I gave you of my walk with the Lord. And I just, without even giving details, I can just personally like testify in a hundred percent full confidence um, after my, like, and I'm not, I, there's still so much I have to learn about the Lord, but in, in my short amount of time of really walking with him and my, young self um i can with 100 percent full confidence say that he is real that he is who he says that he is he's kind and loving and i didn't always think that 
And so I can say that as well, that I had a season where I didn't think that he was good and I didn't think he was kind. And I can now on the other side of it say that he is more than kind and, and he's good and he wants good things for you and he cares about the desires of your heart. And it it is better than you can think or imagine. And it is it is truly better than what the world can offer. Because for me personally, just like being able, when the world gets BA crazy or BS crazy or whatever, the, I'm not going to cuss on your podcast, mom, but when the world gets crazy like this year and you're just kind of swirling and you're like, oh my gosh, and you have anxiety and whatnot, like it is, it's extremely comforting knowing what the outcome is going to be, even though it's going to get, you know, a little crazy before it gets better. Um, but just having that that full-fledged confidence of like, oh, I know where my, my hope and trust is and I know where I'm going. And you know what? Actually, if I die of coronavirus, like I win in the end because I get to be with Jesus. Right. Um, and so having that and having that like firm anchor and foundation is something that's extremely comforting being a young woman heading into the rest of my life. So, yeah, I would just... Um, encourage people whoever's listening if you have a, a if people are listening i'm sure but to the one or two or three people listening just keep going and like one of the biggest things i think is like you only fail if you quit so just like keep going mm-hmm. don't Good give point. up don't don't just like mindset is everything like i'm huge 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 on like mindset 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 like you have the power within your mind to destroy negative thinking, destroy toxic thinking, and like think on things that are good and right. And um, you have the ability to like to find God and know God because you're human. And he's created you. So just keep going. If it if it's hard or it's disappointing or it's discouraging or you're in a hard season, like you can do it. You know it's it's possible and it's doable and God's going to meet you and it's not going to look exactly how you think or what you want, but it's going to be better. And you know, you can do it. That's my phrase of the day. You can do it. Keep going. I love that. I have my Bible in front of me, as you can hear me turning the pages. What for it's in Ephesians where it talks about thinking on those things. I actually was, it's so it's, it's another God thing because I was thinking if, if we could end up with a verse, that would be my verse. And you've just brought it up and I don't even, I'm not even prepared. Oh, I don't know. The, but it's, I know that it's a verse, but I don't know which one it right. is, which is great being, you know, a post Bible college student. <laughs> well, it's okay. You know, we're, we're just keeping it real here. And the truth is we are told to always, um, be mindful of those things that are good, honest, praiseworthy, noble, true, and and to think on those things. And we are called to think on those things that are good. And remember, Jesus said, I, I came to give you life and not just life, but but here abundantly. So we have eternal mm-hmm. life that we're being that we're assured of, but we are also um, given abundant life. And we just have to remember that we do have abundance in Jesus Christ. Now we could spend the next hour defining abundance as well, but I would just say there is joy to be found there, regardless of circumstances, there is joy in the Lord. And what a wonderful gift that is. 
And we just, mm -hmm. there are days we'll need to fight for it, but we need to step outside of those tents and receive it like manna from heaven. Mm -hmm. And I think you're right. It is absolutely perspective, Emily. And I am so glad that you were able to talk with me today. I really appreciate mm -hmm. it. And hopefully we will be able to encourage others in their walk to see and know the truth and to experience the abundance of that, the hope that we have in Jesus mm -hmm. Christ. Yeah. Thanks for having me and sharing my um <laughs> my my life oh, story so I really much had, more where that came from I not really me. wanted to I didn't really want people to know that you know, about me but it's fine I you know I, I just I don't do scripts well and so uh, you never know I what know. could possibly come up when you talk to me so that was oh, mild really I could talk about the um, time that oh you boy. were in college and got in a shopping cart and acted like a child but I didn't, right? Okay. Okay. Well, well I guess. Yeah. Um, well, you still did talk about it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And then they told me to get out because they're like, you can't have more than 250 pounds in this cart. And I go, how heavy do you think I am? I weigh 120 pounds. Like, what do you mean? You know, that's, that's just good fun. I'm a full, full believer. And you just have to, you like, not care people think and just have fun with your life because you're going to live a very boring, mundane life if you don't have a little fun. In exactly. It, so. 100%. There we go. Oh, but man. Okay. Well, me. thank you, Emily, so much. And I would love to have you back. Thanks for helping make this very first podcast mm -hmm. a thing. And uh, so welcome. Yeah, thank you to all of my one or two listeners. You know, they say when you start a podcast, you just have to imagine that no one's listening and no one is listening when you start. But it's a start, right? And I yeah. am so excited to see what the Lord is doing as he brings us together for terrific experiences. So thank you for listening to the very first episode of Color Speak, Unveiling Truth for Light. Thank you, Emily. Thanks. 